Welcome to episode 35 of 50 Ways to Succeed at Work, where you hear stuff about ways to succeed, even the most well-intentioned colleagues, advisors, careers officers, and HR departments may never get around to mentioning. This episode is about you being a silent sentinel, using silence to make an impact at work. Silence is golden, what my eyes still see. Silence is golden, golden, what my eyes still see. Silence may be golden, but it can tarnish your reputation when you least expect it. When does it pay to be silent at work? This comes down to some basic situations. You and your colleagues may prefer to remain silent because, first, you fear reaction from your peers. So you avoid confronting colleagues' rude, abrasive, defensive, and disrespectful behaviors. This reaction is understandable. You may feel unable to directly challenge such nasties as harsh language, backbiting, bullying, harassment, withholding information, and resistance to feedback and input. My question here is, do you think remaining silent will work indefinitely? I guess not. Sooner or later, you should say something. Second, you detect faulty thinking. If proposals and procedures come your way, riddled with inaccuracies or wrong thinking, silence can at first seem to be the best choice. For example, you may feel nervous about the possible consequences of challenging a senior person who's put forward the faulty plans. Here, my question is, could your silence make you look complicit with what's being suggested for what may prove to be poor action? Third, you have lazy and incompetent colleagues. You feel it's sneaky to talk to senior colleagues, such as a team leader, about a colleague's poor work habits, incompetence or lack of engagement. Here, my question is, if being sneaky makes you feel bad, What will doing nothing make you feel if everyone's performance is badly affected? Fourth, you have hard-to-please or abusive bosses. Here, your silence is not discussing the damage being done openly. It can feel like skating on thin ice to challenge those in power who rely on control and position to push their agenda. My question to you here is, what's the bigger picture? Does silence make you seem an accessory to the harm from this bad behaviour. Fifth, you fear chaos. This is being silent about unclear roles, responsibilities and timelines. My question here is again simple. Is your silence suggesting you accept how things are as somehow unchangeable? Sixth, you fear for your safety. This silence occurs if you feel sharing concerns might reap personal retribution. Now, this can seem a reasonable response when the outcome of speaking up could be personally damaging and even career-limiting. I mean, typical examples of this include corruption, poor customer or client service, dishonesty, respect of others, harassment, and so on. My awkward question here is, how big is the risk you face and can you mitigate it somehow? For example, by raising the issue through safe channels such as anonymous helplines, through your team working together on the issue, talking to a mentor, approaching advisors in HR, and so on. 
to speak up about any of these risky situations I've been talking about, you also need to do it without triggering a defensive reaction from others. For example, try reversing your thinking about your silence by answering this personal question. What am I risking by not speaking up? Time spent thinking this through can lead to you becoming more willing to speak up. Another step is to deal with your emotions. For example, feeling impatient with people or angry over something someone said or their behaviour. Open your mind by trying to see others not as wrong, wicked or thoughtless. Instead, try to see them as reasonable, rational and decent human beings. When you do this, you help soften your emotions. It may help you come across as more agreeable when you speak up. Start high-stakes conversations by assuring the other person of your positive intentions and your regard for them. When people feel respected and trust your motives, they feel safe, they let their guard down and they begin to listen, even if the topic is unpleasant. Finally, invite dialogue. Having created an environment of safety, you may feel more comfortable expressing your own concerns. Encourage the other person to disagree with you. If you want to have a crucial conversation, don't set out to win on points. Be willing to learn. Instead of speaking up in any of the situations I've been talking about, avoid falling into the trap of complaining, doing extra or unnecessary work, worrying about the problem or getting angry. Instead, adopt strategies such as those I've explained to tackle issues of speaking up. Silence, though, often undesirable at work, can be a powerful weapon. It's well worth learning how to use this weapon for well-thought-through occasions. For example, are you someone who enjoys talking? If so, you could be using up other people's airtime and breeding resentment without even realising it. Also, success at work seldom comes from constantly pushing yourself to the front of the queue to speak. If you're someone who tends to know all the answers and colleagues seem slower on the uptake, That's another reason to hold back, to resort to silence. Give them time. Let them figure things out for themselves. Paradoxically, silence can also be an attention-grabbing move. For example, when you're alert, attention and silence in a meeting will make others notice. They will ask for your opinion, and what you say will hold more weight. Remaining silent about your hopes and goals can also be helpful. For example, just talking about a new task pushes your brain into thinking, I've already done it, so you give up. Artists, poets, authors and other creatives have long wrestled with this effect. They'd rather stay quiet about their current task than talk about it. Now let me share a method of using silence known as the Ransberger pivot after the person who invented it. This approach turns arguments into understanding in which silence plays an important role. Suppose you feel like contradicting someone or want to prove them wrong. Instead, take a minute to listen. Try to understand what's going through their head. Rather than rushing forward with suggestions, find some common ground between your thoughts and theirs. Instead of taking over the conversation, mention the common ground you share. In this way, you get your point across subtly, without confrontation. Sometimes, though, it's best to keep your mouth firmly shut. That way, you deny someone the 
satisfaction of seeing you respond or engage at an emotional level. So what action am I suggesting? First, become alert to how you currently use silence at work and explore its power. Second, if you want to be silent about something tricky, consider what am I risking by not speaking up? And third, experiment with silence to gain attention in a painless and thoughtful way. And my takeaway for this? Silence at work can damage you and others. However, it can be a powerful weapon for gaining attention. You've been listening to an episode of Andrew's 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. For more episodes, subscribe free to my regular weekly podcasts. You can catch up on past ones at the 50ways.site, where you can also become a foundation member with access to e-learning units, transcripts, further reading links, and the forum where you can ask questions, share problems, and join a growing community of people who seriously want to succeed at work. Thanks for listening, and bye for now, until next week.